Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Mike. I'm Brian. And this is another beautiful episode of Hoopin' with Mike and Brian. And today, hey man, we got a little we got a little special thing going on today. We got a little special guest today, right? Hey, yeah, we got a special guest, and I won't spoil it. I'll let him take you from here. But uh, you know, uh, Core, would you like to introduce yourself? I think you just did. I'm Core. I'm uh, Brian's it. father. And uh, I love you guys' uh, your Hoops podcast. It's awesome. And uh, Brian and I argue consistently about all things NBA. And he thought it would be fun for that to have me on. And I'm glad to be here. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have, like, any, like, you know, favorite players, favorite teams? Like, what would you, you, you root for? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I'm a Nick fan. So that's Oof. difficult, to say the least. It's, yeah, but, you know, part of that is, like, you got to remember that back in like the late eighties, uh, mid, yeah, mid to late eighties, early nineties in the Ewing days, that was, it does not get any better than that. They, yeah, they didn't win a championship, but you know, my attitude towards sports is sometimes it's not the kill. It's the thrill of the chase. And it was you know, back in that, the heyday of the NBA. It was, it was a lot of fun, 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 times you know watching games listening to games and and back then games because you didn't get every game on tv those games were when they they were on um like outside of the new york area when when you get to see other teams play you never missed it like thursday nights nba night on i forget what channel it was on but you just never missed those nights it was so much fun to watch for sure for sure i mean i love it I'll say my experience as a as a Knicks fan has been, you know, a lot different than his. Um, you know, had, yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I mean, I don't think you were a Knicks fan when they won the championship. Well, you were like what, like three when they won the championship? No, I was. Yeah, back then it was seventy three. Their last one, I think, huh. it was the year, and yeah, it was well before my time for sure. Yeah. But they, I mean, that, those teams were capable of of winning a championship. You know, they ran into like kind of a buzzsaw, you know, with Jordan, of course, and then they, you know, you had like. The Rockets had those couple of years when, where they couldn't be beat with Olajuwon, and um, and you know going through the East was difficult because they always seemed to meet the Pacers along the way, and yeah. those were always like really difficult, you know, because most of the time the Knicks won those, but those were like very like nerve wracking games, but fun. Of yeah, um, those are those are great years, man. I, just putting in like perspective, I mean, my Heat probably weren't a team yet. Just yet, I know it came right. in like the 80s, 90s. So, um, I mean, just, just talking on my dad's behalf, my dad was a big, uh, he grew up in LA, so he's a big Showtime Laker fan. So, obviously, 80s was like prime for him. It was like back yeah. and forth with the Lakers and Celtics and stuff like that, even though that came to about an end with like the 90s where the Knicks, I mean, you have the Bulls, you have the Rockets and all that type of stuff. But, um, I mean, nowadays I feel I feel so privileged watching the NBA now. How it was, how hard it was back in the day, or even just watching it now. I feel like I I could just turn on my laptop and watch a game right now if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, sure. that, it, that's the best. Like the, any game you want to you want to see, you can get access to. Oh, yeah. And yeah. like back back then, it was just it wasn't like that. It was you know Sunday afternoons. Uh, sometimes like you and me and my friends, we'd always get together and watch those games and. You know, it was it was just it was always an event, whereas now it's just like it's almost pedestrian where like you feel like, eh, you know, I don't have to watch this game because I'll just see tomorrow night's game. And, yeah. you know, they, they sort of all, you know, they nowadays all those games sort of mash into one another. 
but back then, like there was just so many, and because the league wasn't as water, well, it wasn't watered down like it is today. Like there were so many good teams back then. So oh, many yeah. good players mm-hmm. to watch. Like if you think about like, if you ever went back and looked at like, I love on like basketballreference.com, you know, I don't know if you've ever been on there, but if you ever go on that website, like you can go look up any team in the history of the NBA and see who was mm-hmm. on it. And if you look back at say, like back in the mid eighties, the Bucks, the Bucks could never get past the Sixers or the Celtics yep. um, in the playoffs. But if you look at like that roster for the uh, for the Bucks, they had Sidney Moncrief, Hall of Famer. They had Ricky Pierce, Paul Pressy, Terry Cummings. I mean, just monsters of the game. Who, if you put those guys on a team now, they wouldn't lose, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. back then, they just they they were just just not quite as talented as the Celtics or the Sixers, so they could never yeah. get out of the East. Yeah, that uh, that brings me to one thing I want to, you know, I know we've talked about it, but for the people, you know, listening, um, like, are there any guys like in today's game where you think they could be they could be dropped into that era like that 80, 90, 80s to 90s era where like you feel like they would like really like, you know, make an impact or like, do you think they could not handle that physicality? No, I, you know what it is like there isn't to, to be to be fair, like guys my age probably or from that era think like the NBA, a lot of the NBA players today are soft. And I think that's true to some degree because you see guys get fouled hard and the whining to the officials and the complaining and the hands up and the, and the, um, and they, they just sometimes don't play, you know, it's like mm-hmm. they want to yeah. call and they want to go to the foul line on every possession. And I, I think that most of like most of the top guys would have no trouble, like shifting their game a little, little bit to play in that. I mean, you see the highlights of the, those like, those Detroit Piston teams that won the championship, like those those guys were thugs. Like mm-hmm. those guys were like would would Bill Lambeer is the biggest biggest one of them all. That guy was the dirtiest player in the NBA, and he would he would hammer guys. He'd throw them to the ground. He'd you know they weren't even trying to make a basketball play on, on the ground. And yeah, sometimes you see highlights of Jordan or Bird getting up and wanting to tear somebody apart, but yeah. for the most part, they they were just trying to you know hurt you. And I think, like, when when you think of Jordan pre-championship, like, there's an evolution to, like, how he went from, like, great talent, you know, become, at becoming a great player. Then they were physically beating him up, those 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 teams. And him just being smart about in the offseason, going out, going and doing the work, getting tougher, getting stronger, and coming back and just not letting anything get in the way. Like, having the will to win is probably almost the best way to describe Jordan, how – you know, he wasn't going to lose um, and, and he wasn't going to let anything stand in his way. Um, but so I, I definitely think a lot of the, all the top guys would have no trouble playing in that era. Mm-hmm. I just think that I think that if they expect to play the way they play now, where you almost can't get touched without yeah. a foul being called to back then, we're like hand checking arm bars, uh, you know, anything impeding driving to the rim. Um, you could use your hands to do that. Where nowadays, and that's and if you look at like I, I don't know what the, what the numbers are, but if you look at like how teams score nowadays, seeing teams score like in the oh, yeah. 118, 118 to one thirty is not unusual. Whereas back then, sometimes you were winning scoring like eighty two. Yep. So. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, um, I know I was always going to say like, I mean, obviously Jordan was way before my time, but like the way like the 
you know, the greats like talk about him. Like, it seems like he was really like, like, I, I feel like the way people view Jordan is not how like people view LeBron. Like, it seems like there's that real like fear factor of Jordan, which I feel like nowadays, like, like everyone's like friends now. It's like, I don't think anyone's like really scared of to go at LeBron, whereas Jordan, like Allen Iverson said it, like, like Kobe, like they literally said, like, it just looked like a, like a Jesus out there, you know? Yeah, it looked like Jesus walking on, on, on water, man. Like, it, it's, it's crazy when I think about it because just what Mr. Core brought up. I, th- I talk, I think about um, the fact that, like, even though, yes, I think Michael Jordan's great and I think he's, you know, one of the one of the goats. I know that's probably going to raise some hairs, but um, <laughs> I definitely got to say, like, it's crazy to think like nobody really like talks about his greatness evolving because what he got drafted 86, I believe. And there was mm-hmm. four or five years of him losing in the first round to like the Pistons the to Celtics, I believe the Celtics. Yeah. like there was yeah. a time where he had to get over a hump and people don't like people are like oh you know like they like people don't pay attention to that it's like I feel like people need to pay attention to stuff like that because I mean that's what happens because I don't even remember who was on that team starting I remember they had like I can't even. I'm thinking of like the last dance right now, trying to remember yeah. like <laughs> what players they had that were even like mm-hmm. a nice little duo with with Michael Jordan from that '86 to like '90s until like Scottie Pippen joined the team and they started making moves to yeah. actually be a Finals team. So it's pretty crazy nowadays. Well, yeah, but... it is. But if you remember, obviously what you said is totally true. Like Pippen got Pippen, and it's hard to imagine like. When people talk about the all-time greats, like Pippen is Pippen was sort of like Jordan in the sense that he could do it all. And he played both ends of the floor. Where, you know, what's, what was great about Jordan was that he was not only the best offensive player of that time, he was the best defensive player of that time. And maybe, maybe Pippen was second in the league all those years playing both ends of the floor. But I think I if I remember correctly. When Jordan got drafted, he got drafted with a bunch of bums. Yes, yeah, I mean, like Sam Bowie. When right? you think about, yeah, yeah. Well, when you think about how all these guys who got who got um drafted, who, who you got to be a pretty bad team to get like a top three pick, or yeah. right? Yeah. And he, when he got drafted, he came in there with just guys who were just a bunch of bums, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. And when and then it's, so you're starting to build a team from that year going forward. Okay. Yeah. So like, if you look at like um, some of these guys, like, like the one year I remember he had like, like Dave Corzine. I think Dave Corzine was like the big, um, they had, they had George Gervin one year at the end of his career. Um, they had, I think Oakley, Charles Oakley had just like joined the team, maybe like the year or two after Jordan uh, was drafted. And, you know, he, and back then you had to have an enforcer. And yeah. so some of these guys, like you just, you probably never heard of, but then as like they, as the, uh, the organization evolved, you kind of get an idea for what the kind of plays you have to have, you know, you get lucky a little bit with the Pippen draft pick. Um, mm-hmm. And you have, all these guys start coming in and uh, they had like what they had a couple of big, they had Bill Cartwright and they, uh, Bill Wennington as bigs who were just, you know, not great bigs, but you didn't have to be. You just had to rebound and score six or eight a game. 
mm-hmm. you know. So I think like as that evolved, they they were smart about the type of players they brought in to play around him. And then if you if you watch like the that the Jordan documentary, you kind of got the idea is as good players started coming and as his game started evolving, they start Jordan really starts running that team. Yeah. You know, at practices and, you know, things like that, like because the, you know, the best teams are always teams led by the players mm-hmm. always. And that's just that's not that's not my rule. That's nature's rule. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That that kind of segues into like what else the other things we want to talk about. So, like, I, I know we talked about a little, um, you know, outside of the podcast. But like, what do you think like separates like MJ from like, you know, a, a lot of people like want to compare the LeBron. Some people argue, you know, LeBron's better. But like what separates him from like really like from the rest is what, what do you think well so so i think if you look at the nba like if you look at basketball in a general in a general sense of like the best players like when you get to the nba most of those guys all those guys are like athletic anomalies you know what i mean yeah. like a guy built like lebron to play basketball is is crazy and 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 you know as as um as big as he is, it's how fast he is. It's how high he jumps. It's how hard he plays on defense. It's how he shares the ball. Like Lebr- LeBron's, a, you know, certainly absolutely a complete player. Of course, he's one of the top couple of guys to ever play the game. But I don't think, like, I think if you put if you put Jordan in this era where like you couldn't touch him, he'd be like uh, like a fifteen. Uh, sorry, not a fifteen, a fifty point score. And I don't think it would even be that hard for him to do that. Mm-hmm. Like he he could get up, he could jump over defenders to shoot jump shots. He could get to the rim. And remember, like back then, I don't know. I, I would bet if you look it up, he averaged like taking maybe not even three threes a game. Yeah. But he was the kind of guy that would go like would go out. And as the three becomes more prevalent in the game as it is today, where guys work on it, you know, there's a lot. Probably the best ones are taking and making like three four hundred shots a game a day at least when they're not playing. He would have worked on that and got better at it. Yeah. And, and that would have just yeah, only enhanced true. the scoring. Yeah. And like one other point I'd like to bring up in terms of like that kind of debate is like, um, you know, like Jordan never really had to like leave Chicago to win. Obviously, they got they got the lucky with that Pippin draft pick, whatever. But like to be I mean, if you just look at it, like LeBron did have to leave. He had to form a team in Miami to get his like first couple of rings. So that's what I also, you know, don't like about today's game is we're like players have to like team up with like you know like other greats in order to win where jordan like you know stayed obviously he went to washington at the end of his career but um you know jordan kind of stayed loyal to that chicago franchise and obviously you know they got six rings out of it yeah they did i mean the thing i'll say about that is that um i feel like the nba especially just nowadays is that 22nd century where it's just more like you got you see guys more it's just like they're more money driven in a way. They're more like, okay, I'm going to try to chase a championship, but I know I can't do it with these guys. Back in the day, I felt like it was more like home bred like stuff. Like, okay, I drafted you like, like a good team to bring up the Pistons. They, they, they kind of had to do a little bit of free eight. Like it was like little free agency stuff because obviously back in the day, free agency wasn't really anything. Like it wasn't as big as it is now where people are like, oh, where's where's this guy going to go? Like, I know Brian, I'm probably going to talk about it here mm-hmm. soon, but like talk about like the trades coming up here soon with like teams trying to make moves like the Lakers now yeah. or even I know we kind of said the Knicks maybe might make a move, but we don't know. But I feel like nowadays there's more of a presence now where it's like, 
all right, who's another guy I could break to even compliment guys? Because back in the day, it was all just trying to draft who we could pick up. Mm-hmm. All right, this guy is is doing pretty good on this team, but he's not even getting the shine. Why don't we just bring him over here? Nowadays, it's just like you guys got you. We have players now on IG just talking talk about tampering, talking about like uh, Brian. I don't even know if you saw it, but like mm-hmm. the uh, Kyle Kuzma thing where he's like, "Oh, I'm going home oh, to yeah. LA," yeah. and then next thing you know, you got. For, you got Donovan Mitchell and Trey Young that are like tampering, tampering. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is he is he cheating? Is he going back to L.A.? It's like so I don't know why he would want to. But, you know, I, I no. agree. Mike. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, uh, Big Core over here, he he brought this point up to me like a while ago. But like like today's games, like you saw with R.J. Barrett, like they're, they're paying players based on like potential as a, instead of like, you know, based on results. Like what is R.J. Barrett? No offense, R.J. Barrett. You know, he's. On the Knicks, so you know, I'm obviously a fan of him. But like, what has he done to deserve that type of money? I I, I don't know. Um, yeah. so I just think it, it definitely is money driven. It's kind of like sad to see. I mean, I I understand these players are getting, you know, a lot of money, so they can't really pass it up. But like, I I just don't like that idea of like, oh, he just he's he was the third overall pick. He's supposed to be like the next big thing, and you just pay him all that money, and he's shooting six for twenty two from the field. But is it is well, it Brian, so is it too no, much? I'm sorry, I, I, no, I'm sorry, Mr. Corp, my bad. No, it's all good. No, it's all it's on you, Mike. Your show, Mike. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, no, I just I just wanted to ask, Brian. I said, yeah, because nowadays it's I like it's a business, and I understand yeah. that. But like, see, nowadays I think it's also the fact that it's also the players too. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's why everybody loves the NBA because you you see you see bigger other sports companies like the NFL yeah. and stuff like that. They're not really player driven. They're uh, more like maybe owner driven or coach driven or mm-hmm. something like that. NBA is more player driven. So now players, yes, they might have a good season, but they might get in their head too much and be like, yeah. oh, I deserve to get paid this much. Like a good because they compare it a lot. You know, like if this guy got paid this much, they think they should make more because, you know, their stats are better. Exactly. Yeah. So like the fact like a good player I want to bring up, like now his, his potential has to be tested right now. But like Jordan Poole. Like, yeah, he hasn't been performing well this season so far. Like, not really what people thought he was, but he just got paid big, yeah, and everything. And he's not, but now he has a, a he has a potential time span right now to prove yeah, with Curry his worth with Curry out. So, but I feel like nowadays it's just more player driven, where it's just like it's like guys are like, okay, I did really good, I deserve yeah. to get freaking, I I deserve to get paid out. And, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes that fumbles the bag, you know, <clears throat> Duncan Robinson, but, you know, Dennis Schroeder, Den- <laughs> Dennis Schroeder, guys like that. So, yeah, it's just it's crazy how the NBA works nowadays with the contracts and how players are, you know, dictating yeah. how much they make. No, yeah, well, yeah there's, there's too many there's too many guys in the NBA making a lot of money whose yeah. performance doesn't equate to, you know, whatever their paycheck is. And I think like, that's another thing where like, there's a, I think there's a kind of a divide from like my generation and your generation. Whereas back like Jordan, I think he was on, I, I think he was on um, with him and Barkley were on like the Oprah Winfrey show one day. And they were talking about this exact thing. And Jordan said something like, well, yeah, like, you know, in our day, you you had you came in, you didn't make a lot of money, you had to perform to get that big contract. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, like Brian said, you're you're paying a guy based on his potential, and that potential isn't always going to work out. I mean, you guys watch the draft every year, right? Yeah. And it's always a fun night to see who goes where. And Brian and I always argue about 
like I'll be like I forget who who it is every year. It's a Brian's had a number of guys. He's like that guy's gonna dominate. Yeah, I was I'm usually like, wrong. Guy, yeah, and he's usually <laughs> wrong. But the thing is that regardless of whether he's wrong or not, that guy's taking home a lot of money over the over yeah. you know the four or five years, whatever that those rookie contracts are. Mm-hmm. And it, that's that's really like when you're watching the NBA, it's hard it's hard not to think like. Boy, that guy can't make a shot, and he's making like you know five million dollars this year. That's yeah. ridiculous. And like for me, when I see guys like that, as soon as I see a guy like throw the ball away and make a really bad play, I just switch the channel. I can't take it. Yeah, because like the I, these guys these guys have are, are being paid on potential, yet yeah. they haven't ever done anything. Mm-hmm. And and remember that when you're drafted, those high guys they're being drafted into, into really bad situations because yeah. the teams they go on stink. And mm-hmm. the guys they're playing with don't have any sense of like how to make their teams better. Yeah, that's very, yeah. very true. That's why I think it actually. I, I I meant to say this before, but I forgot. But I I think it actually really started with LeBron when LeBron went to Miami because LeBron obviously was the face of the league, and I mean he had some <laughs> bad teams like in Cleveland, but I I just think LeBron Horrible like teams. really yeah he changed that like okay like I'm I, I'm a he changed it being more like a players driven league. I think that's really you know affected the league long term because I, I think LeBron going to Miami you know showed these other guys okay we don't have to be loyal because everyone thought I mean I don't know about it at the time but like I don't I, I just I question LeBron's legacy and the fact that he every time he had to win he had to team up with somebody you know so I just that's what I think I just think it really started in uh, 20, 2010 2011 when he went to that Miami team and teamed up with D Wade and like Chris Bosh and all those guys yeah, I don't think to back. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I, I, don't, I know there's a Miami Heat fan. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I don't begrudge LeBron that as much as I think I did that year. After that, one time yeah. I was thinking about it. I'm thinking, like all the guys who played before him, the reason why they never switched teams is they couldn't. Yeah. Not that. Not because they wouldn't. And yeah, well, I think like Jordan was 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 um. In a in a different kind of situation because that city was tied to him so closely, and mm-hmm. he hated that Jerry Krause, but he stayed there as long as he could. And I, I think that like after that, like those guys who played and paved the way for the, the the those free agent rules, I think a lot of those guys probably would have switched teams. I mean, because Barkley, the closest he got was when he went to that year with the Suns, and I think they lost like in this conference final. Or did they make it to the final? I can't remember, but I just think that um, like it, the rules were a little different, and I don't have so much of a problem um with you with you switching teams, but I think like when you do, you open yourself to that criticism because it's not yeah. like LeBron's, you know, he went to L.A. and that's that we know what that turned into, yeah. You know, it's it, they, and they're a very hard team to watch play, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, for sure. No, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, one other thing I wanted to ask, uh, I know we talked about it uh, off the show multiple times, but like, who were like, who would you, who would you, who are your like top five all time? Ooh, ooh. Or you know what? I'll do, I'll do you better. I'll do you better, Brian. I'm okay. sorry. Right, what is all your good. Mount, Mount Rushmore of basketball? Right, Mount like Rushmore of basketball. Like, who is. Okay. So I, I, I'm, I'm a little different in that I'm definitely Jordan's on there for sure. Okay. okay. Um, because I don't think I don't particularly think it's even close. I think the only guy who got close to him is Kobe. So those two are definitely on there. Okay, but you gotta to me like you gotta have like Larry Bird on there. And and okay. I, I tell this I always tell this this to Brian. I go look if you you younger guys right 
So if you have, um, you're always on your phones and your iPads and stuff. And if you went to like the top 50 guys that you liked and you Googled or you went onto YouTube and typed the guy's name and said top 50 plays and they showed you like the top 50 plays that each of those guys made, I don't think it's even particularly close when you look at the Larry Bird highlights versus anybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's because he did everything well for a guy who was six, nine and slow and didn't particularly jump. Well, Mm -hmm. he made, he, he made big shots. He was a great rebounder. He was, he was an even better passer than he was a shooter. Um, He, he, and, and, and this is a guy who like didn't really dunk the ball, you know, and, and where you wear a lot of guys that you're going to look up and you're going to say, um, you'll see like a lot of highlights for a lot of guys where they're dunking the ball all over the place. And that's all great. I like nice dunks too, but I'm not so sure I consider the dunk a quote unquote basketball play. It's an athletic play, but I would say that um, acrobatic layups are more in tune with things I'm into the Dr. J one when he comes down and he takes off on the one side of the rim and he finishes on the other or Jordan with the up over the front of the rim Mm -hmm. and then finish with the left hand. Like those are the kind of like plays that I love, that I love to see. So you got to have Larry Bird on there. Mm -hmm. Right. Now I'll get, I'll give you my hot take. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nobody's going to ever convince me that, Magic is better than Isaiah Thomas, and I and I'll grant you, Magic is one of the greatest winners of all time for sure. But I, 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 it's Isaiah played on the on the you know on the, those bad boy teams. People outside of Detroit hated them. I hated oh, yeah. them. Yeah, but but Isaiah was you know, certainly the Isaiah, not unlike Magic, best player on the '81 Indiana team that won the national championship. Okay, mm-hmm. he <laughs> he comes into the NBA at his size. Him and Iverson, probably the two best six, like six, two and under players in the history of the game. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, but I, when, when you saw Isaiah at his best, he was unstoppable playing sometimes with like, yeah, Dumars was a great backcourt court, mate, hall of fame, a tremendous player, but you know, John Sally was on those teams. Uh, Vinnie Johnson, the microwave rip Hamilton, I think was on those teams. Maybe I'm not sure about him. He might've been later, but but I think that like you, you know, nobody ever talks about how great Isaiah was oh, yeah. and they don't because because he didn't play on the dream team because they froze him out of that. And to be frank, he didn't deserve to be on that for the way th- those teams played. Right. Yeah. But I, I don't think I think that to me, as great as magic is, magic played with the greatest center of all time. Right. Mm-hmm. And Kareem. OK, <laughs> he played with worthy he played with michael cooper one of the greatest defenders of all time they he played with a he played with a host of of hall of famers and you never like looked at many i know everybody wants to say well he played center he hit the jump hook he hit the, the jump shot and the, or the hook shot i should say but uh-huh. he also had a couple of really bad turnovers throwing the ball to the celtics when they when they were uh, ahead and now i forget what year it was again but he had some really bad turnovers. then again listen in the nba you're playing against great players you're going to turn the ball over mm-hmm. so you know i'm going to have isaiah on there just for the sake of like i'm talking him up so i'm going to have to put him on there <laughs> and um and like that that fifth guy like tim duncan is i can't really talk about guys that I never saw play. So pre like say 
pre like say 70, uh, 75. I can't really talk about those guys because I never really saw him play on a consistent basis. I can't imagine another like power forward or center being as skilled as Tim Duncan was. Mm-hmm. Just can't. I just can't. I the guy from the guys I saw, and because he did it quietly, he doesn't get the um, you know, the accolades that I think other guys do who play the four. But I just I, I can't imagine. I, I find it hard to believe with Tim Duncan at the four, um, you're always going to have a chance to win games. Okay, of course, Does that makes sense. You think? Yeah, yeah, no, of I, course. I said this to you I, I, earlier, but I think like if like obviously Tim Duncan was like five was five and one in his finals, which is obviously great. If he went six and zero, though, people would be talking about him so much differently. Which it kind of stinks that he like he went five and one. He's still not really recognized for it as much as he should be. As much as like you know, other players are for their finals appearances. But, like, you know, I just think if he went 6-0, and he'd be undoubtedly top five. But, obviously, people won't talk about it as much. Yeah, well, how, how about those teams? So fun to watch back then. Mm-hmm. So fun to watch, you know, Ginobili. Um, so crafty with the ball, yeah. you know. Like, like, Parker, he, like yeah. those – David Robinson. Like, like those teams, like, they got lucky. Even – they got lucky just – the fact that the year before Robinson, I think, had got hurt, and they just couldn't win a game, and they got the number yeah. one pick and got Duncan, and then next year, I think they won the title. They won right? the title, yeah, yep. So, very true. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think that's an interesting list. I'm, I mean, obviously, I wasn't alive to watch, uh, you know, it and Magic go at it, but uh, from what I've seen, I'm, it definitely like, definitely one of the most underrated superstars of all time. Like people don't give him enough credit for like what he does. So it's good to see, you know, showing him some love on here. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. Hey, hey, and as one aside, go back when you get a chance, look at the 81 Indiana team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where, when, uh, when they won it and that roster was a, it was a, it was a fun roster to, yeah. to, um, to watch for sure. You say the Indiana now, that won the national championship, correct? Yeah, yeah the Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. Huh? Fun team. Well, not and again, not easy to play for Bob Knight, I'm sure. But but any oh, yeah. guy you know who can get through that and go on to win national championships and doesn't get respect, yeah. and 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 understandably so. I just want to say that again. I watch those teams a lot, and those guys were trying to kill guys out there. Lambeer, Rick Mahorn. Yeah. I, I, Rick, listen, I modeled my game after Rick Mahorn. You know, set screens and rebound. But, you know, it's it was it's an embarrassment when you roll guys out there who, you know, don't have a lot of basketball skill and are more interested in like trying to tear somebody's head off than than actually trying to make a basketball. (laughs) Well, shoot, that's funny. But uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's funny. Back then was nuts. Back then was so nuts. But um, I, I guess it, we could. Oh, I know. I wish I was. I love going back and watching tape from back then and everything. It's it's amazing. It's mm. amazing how, how tough it yeah, was. Yeah, you always see. You, yeah, you always see those. They always put highlights on TikTok. And you always see like those same scenes of like, you know, bird going up. Um, Lambeer like throwing him to the ground bird rolling on top and start punching him then he gets up they separate him and there's a ball on the floor i think it's like close to the foul line and bird picks the ball up and whips it at him it's it's a funny scene but it's like it's just kind of like a good microcosm of like what yeah. the nba was like because listen mike you as a, a heat fan can remember like with the knicks having some real wars 
the same yeah. kind of way, you know, yep. and that was before the, the NBA cleaned up that stuff. And um, so I think like those those heat teams really battled with the Knicks and in a lot of ways, uh, non-basketball related battles for sure. Hmm. Um, but the, here, here's the heat thing I have for you, Mike. Why is it that when when um, when when people are talking about great NBA coaches, I, I mm. for the life of me, cannot understand how nobody ever talks about Eric Spolstra. Spolstra. Yes, it, I love that take. I absolutely love that. Oh, that's a beautiful. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, keep yeah. going. Mr. Well, <laughs> yeah. So so here's the thing, right? So arguably, Pat Riley is arguably one of the obviously not even arguably. He's one of the greatest coaches ever. Right. Yes. But he's also one of the greatest front office guys ever. Like yes. he's 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 gotten that Miami team and he builds them regardless of like who he has access to. He builds winners. Right. Yes. So that guy is not going to suffer fools. Right. In, 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 in NBA terms. So he, he's not going to bring a guy in there who's who who's going to you know not be a top notch coach. And to be able to coach with him as your boss for however many years he's been doing it is um really like underrated. So I, I'm not really sure I understand why, like, guys always want to talk about, like, other guys. And nobody ever says, geez, geez that Eric Spolster, every year he is, he's got those teams ready to go. And I think that, that that's what you look at. They don't always have the uh, the top-to-bottom great roster. But but when you look at him, when guys go to Miami, guess what? They get better. Guess what? They, 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 get, they get in better shape. They Jimmy Butler, do. Tyler Hero, right? Guys go yeah. down there, and, and, and they're, Miami's smart about understanding, hey, being in shape is pretty doggone important in the NBA. Yes, like, those guys never run out of gas. Don't they have, like, that 8% body fat rule or something? Yeah, it was oh. 10%. Like, when, um, I think it was Jermaine O'Neal when he came from, oh, like, I believe when he came Odom, from the Pacers. He? Yeah, I think it was oh, Lamar yeah. Odom or Jermaine O'Neal yeah. when, he, when they came to the Heat. Um, they had to sign a contract. Everybody has to sign the contract and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just the heat culture. And just to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, Mr. Core, is like, I feel like even even the little story, but I'll, I'll give you a little backstory about Eric Spo because I had to, I had to do, I, I chose it to do one of my papers. I had to do like a semester paper on uh, Eric Spoelstra and I loved it. But um, I mean, just even for someone like him, he started out coaching, being from Portland, and everything and um he stepped down because at first he was coaching but when he was um when he got exposed to the nba world and he was about to get a um he applied for the coaching job in miami but obviously kind of didn't get it he didn't you know he didn't build up that like i guess that connection yet with miami and he hasn't like with the people so he didn't get the job but he stepped down from being a coach to being a video coordinator to then building his way through the Miami Heat like franchise company, build his way through there to be even to be even be trusted as a coach right under Pat Riley. So I think it's I think it's an amazing thing that you say, Mr. Core, bring it up, uh, bring it up, Eric Spoelstra, because I feel like he he has that team ready almost every year, and he's had that team ready ever since LeBron left, and ever since Dwayne Wade decided to, you know, even though yes, we didn't give him his money, which I was very upset because I am a huge Dwayne Wade fan, the big one of the biggest, but like just to even give you props for saying like, yeah, that Heat team is always we're ready every year, and like that's why it's so hard when we do bad that it's just like, what is it because. Sometimes we're putting our best effort. Sometimes it's some guys that aren't, you know, probably doing 
the most that probably should do more, but it's like we go out there and we battle like every every night, and it's just you know with the team that we had, team that we've had the past couple of years, I've been proud of because it's just like I know as long as we have Eric Spolster at the at the helm, I feel like we'll be at least top top seven in the East, top six at the at the at the you know most, but like. Eric Spoelstra has been that coach for a long time, and I don't I don't know a lot of coaches right now in the league that have, except for maybe like maybe a couple, like a few, like probably Greg Popovich and stuff yeah. like that. But like I don't see a lot of coaches that have the same type of resume, have built the same long long time resume like Eric Spoelstra right now. And it's and it's not like he's that old either. Like he's it's not like he's like ninety five years. Not. Like he's, he's not. He'll probably he'll right. be there as long as he wants to be there. No, I don't. I because I know people were criticizing the Jimmy when when they did that sign and trade with Josh Richardson for uh, Jimmy Butler. Like people are saying, like you're paying Jimmy Butler to become like a seven seed, and then they went to the NBA Finals and they were. I think they went pushed the Lakers to six games, and I think honestly Jimmy Butler is like that perfect guy for Miami. I think because like mm-hmm. um yeah obviously he's not the most skilled player I would say, but he's like the type of guy like he's gonna hold his teammates accountable. Um, and it looks like he like bought into that culture. Which, if your top player is building into the culture that's provided by like the head coach, and like your your younger players are gonna do it as well. And they had like a good mix of like guys who can get buckets and guys like PJ Tucker and like Jay Crowder that one year where like they just had toughness and guys who really just could knock down three pointers as well. Yeah, it means a lot. Like as a fan of those kind of teams, you just want your teams to be competitive night in and night out. Now the, the NBA, you know, to win a title. Like that, it seems to me that every year when you get to the playoffs, that it it gets smaller and smaller. Like in any particular, what teams are really going to win it? But you, those teams never falter in early, you know, in the early in the early rounds. A because they're coached really well, they know what playoff basketball is, and B they they're always prepared um, to play whoever their opponent is. And mm-hmm. and when they don't win, the fans can still be proud of the fact that. Yeah, our roster isn't where it needs to be to win a championship, but you know we played over the level or over the number of wins that we probably really should have won because of the culture and of co- and then the way they're coached and the way they're built. Because I think like you know Jimmy Butler, when you bring Jimmy Butler in, you're bringing him in for a lot of intangibles that are uh, that you're gonna that that a lot of other teams don't have. Like I I don't get like to me when your best player is your hardest worker on the defensive end. Like it's really like you're going to your play itself is going to hold other guys accountable because they're not going to be able to say, well, you know, yeah, I, I should have stopped that guy or, you know, something else happened. He's not going to let that go. There's there's no excuses. You just get the sense that I'm no I'm not a Heat fan, but you just get the sense that like there's no excuses on that franchise when you're, you know, when you're not playing well. Of course. Yeah, it's crazy, especially especially like I remember seeing like that finals bubble like you know when we played the lakers and um i just remember it showing like you know that we had not a younger like we did have a younger team because i believe it was what tyler hero's second year i believe right Mike? yeah i think it was like yeah tyler hero's second year he struggled yeah because he was struggling then he went to the bubble and just popped off yeah and he went absolutely yeah. insane and like you could see it then like even though they were probably taken care of 24 7 you know, whatever, whatever their accommodation was in the bubble, you saw it in the finals where like Jimmy Butler was like, dude, I am doing everything in my power to win a game. And we only won one game against the Lakers. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, 
we we compete and it, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Um, I just I just hope we could just piece that puzzle and keep going today right now. But we're doing good right now, so I'm not gonna say anything. But I love it, Mr. Core, for bringing that attention to Eric Spo. I, I I love it because he he's been he's been like I'm probably the most proudest of him. Like I, I know we've had the the clientele on our team. We've had LeBron, we've had Dwayne, we had Chris Bosch. Uh, you know, we had guys even even with guys that you said you know they come to Miami and they get better. Like Hassan Whiteside's a good example. Josh Richardson's a good example. Um, I mean, Shabazz Napier didn't really do anything. Yeah. I probably wouldn't say he's a good example. Hey, yeah, Deion um, Waiters too. He DL waiters, he he came and he kind of had like a little bit of a resurgence yeah. throughout the year, but he wasn't like too crazy. But too crazy. But um, I do gotta say I do agree with the whole idea that like you know the heat. You you come to the Miami, it, it's not just you know you're gonna be getting South Beach party time clubs, yeah. all that stuff. No, <laughs> you you come to the Miami, he is business. It's mm-hmm. it's it's you. We're in the gym at like five six o'clock in the morning getting yeah. ready for the next game and i love it i love the miami heat tradition and it's it's a blessing to even be a fan so awesome no for sure i mean i think it's i think it's uh you know as a knicks fan we don't really have that culture i think we have anything <laughs> we have anything but a culture it seems like uh kind of all started when they threw out charles oakley you know nick ray threw him out of the I don't even well know. yeah we, well that's right so so just to touch on that so the Knicks by far have the worst ownership in in sports, you know. Um, oh yeah, especially in the NBA. I mean, they were they were the only the only guy who would give the Knicks a, a run for their money with crappy ownership is uh, was when the Clippers were owned by Donald Sterling. Yep, and uh, we know how mm-hmm. that ended. I mean, and that, and that's the thing is like you don't you don't understand that like drafting like in the ninth spot every year does not get you access to the players you need to win championships. So. And you know you see what happened with R.J. Barry. Like everybody falls in love with you know, with Duke players, and and he's <laughs> fine, except for the fact that you know shooting like seven for like nineteen every night yeah. is just not indicative of a guy who should be taking nineteen shots every night. I mean, it's okay to have the shooting nights like that if that's an aberration of what you normally shoot. And not that guys in the NBA shoot you know fifteen for twenty one every night. Yeah, when you're shooting like jump shots now, and you're shooting a lot of threes, your percentages is going to be are going to be way down. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that um, like you need access to top two, three players. Yeah, in order to in order to really like build the franchise the way you need it, because the reality is is like the great free agents aren't coming here because mm-hmm. we got a buffoon in the front office. We got a bunch of buffoons oh, in yeah. the front office. I think, you know? and then yeah. you and, and no offense to Nick fans, I'm a Nick fan. But as long as Nick fans sell out the garden every night and pay eight dollars for a for a bottle of water, like it's never going to change because that guy because yeah. that guy cares less about winning. He cares about one oh, thing: yeah. the dollar bill. And as dollar long as bill. you're paying them dollar bills, like yeah. uh, you know, that guy isn't going anywhere. I was going to say, I think when I really realized how terrible of an organization organization is that one year where like we were supposed to get Kyrie, Katie and Drev Zion. But like when I found out that we did not offer Kevin Durant the max, like we nope. just, he just wasn't willing to offer Kevin Durant the max for what I know he came off that injury, but like it's Kevin Durant. I'd rather pay him that money and have him not play a single game. Just take that risk. Cause the next, like, as, as we've said, they're all, as you kind of just said, big core, like they're, um they're always good enough to like get in the middle of the pack, like maybe just be right outside the playoffs, but they're never bad enough to get a top three pick ever. And like, we'll see it again this year. Like, look, they're, they're on like a six game win streak right now. So I can't really complain, but like, they're not winning a championship this year. Like they're, they're like a couple pieces away. And again, then 
that year we ended up just like that offseason ended with RJ Barrett and Julius Randle. And like Randle has been okay, but as I've said, like I don't think Randle really contributes to winning. Like he puts up numbers, but like outside, if you like watch the games, I'm never like, wow, Julius Randle's a top 25 player in the NBA. Well, you know, try to remember a lot of these again, you can maybe tie that into the paycheck. Because yeah. as long as those guys are getting paid, there's no incentive for them to do anything yeah. else. Like they're getting paid whether they win or not. And sometimes those guys play like they're indifferent towards even making the playoffs. Uh-huh. And and guess what? They get to get they get to their season end early and they can go play golf and do whatever else they want to do. Yeah. And I don't think I think like at the end of the day, um, you know, like what what like the benefit of a guy like Jimmy Butler is is you watch him play. If you watch that guy and just watch him for 20 games in his career, right, you know that regardless of what his numbers are, he's going to come in and give you everything he's got. Uh-huh. And you can't say that about a lot of these guys. And that's what's hard about that's what's hard. Like with, with the Knicks, like, yeah, the, I, I like the um, the signing this past year. Brunson. Um, you have Brunson, and I think he's good. He's and I just dog. think like – and yeah. to and to be fair to, and honestly, like you, the one thing people forget is to get to that level. Like, if you look at like any team's bench and you look at like the last couple guys on that bench, those guys are all tremendous players, mm-hmm. right? But th- there, it's just there's there's intangibles that you have to have to get raise the level of your game and to win games. And it's not easy to win games in the NBA. You yeah, know, and you have to you have to have a good roster. You have to have good role players. You have to have good coaching. Yeah. And, you know, if it was up to Thibodeau, he'd probably play six guys like, you know, close to like, uh, you know, 44 minutes a game. That's it. And that, I, not you know. to cut you off, Big Core, but I didn't want to forget. Um, uh, When I was talking to shout out Mr. Ferry, a big fan of the podcast, he was, he was we were just texting about the game and like the Knicks were up by this was like two or three nights. It might have been last night or whatever, two nights ago. The Knicks were up by 30 with like four minutes left and their starters were still in the game. It's like we have these young guys and then like we saw with D. Rose when he was coaching D. Rose in Chicago, like they were up by 20 in that playoff game with like two minutes left and D. Rose was still in the game and tore his ACL. So like, I mean, as Mike knows, like I'm I, I'm, I'm anti uh, Coach Tibbs. I think they got to get rid of him. I just don't think he can really progress the team. <laughs> we have like a good mix of veterans and young guys, but like I, I just don't think he's the right guy for the the right coach for this team at all. Like I, I, I just don't understand why Toppin doesn't get more minutes. I know he was hurt for a little bit, but like I, I just don't think he knows how to really honestly coach this team. I just he's not the right guy for this team. I don't think. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's fair. That's true. That's true. Well, before we have you go, Mister Core, because I uh. I know we were probably, I don't know if had anything to do with, but uh, before we have you go, we would just like to, you know, really, I'd like to thank you for coming on. And it was, it's, it's awesome to meet you. It's awesome. Hopefully I can for meet sure. you in person sometime, you know, with <laughs> for sure. But um, yeah, absolutely. What, one last question, one last question I have, I would love for you to answer. Who do you feel watching now so far in the season? Who do you feel comfortable with? Like, let's say, who do you feel like is like the team right now that has like a good finals team right right now? Well, I mean, listen, the Celtics ran out of gas last year a little bit in the uh, in the playoffs at the end there, uh-huh. and it's hard to really when you watch them play. It's hard to like you know choose against them, even though I'm no Celtic fan. Missoula is um, also a WVU grad too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but it's it's hard to um. 
to kind of pick against him in the East. I mean, Giannis will have something to say for that. Um, yeah. I just think that like by the time and it's still it's still so early because so much can change. And in the NBA, you lose one guy. Um, that could be the end of your season quickly. Um, sure. So I, I, I got to say that um, it's probably the Celtics are probably, you know, the favorites to uh, to go all the way. And, and on the other side, you know, I'm never a fan of teams like um, like Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's hard. You, you know, when you watch the Joker play, it's, you know, he 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 has he has a game that's sort of like unmatched um, him and Doncic on, on, for anybody yeah. in the NBA. But like at some point, Golden State's going to play better. They're going to have something mm-hmm. to say about it. You know. Uh, you can't believe in the uh, in the Clippers. I mean, let's, let's be honest. The Sacramento Kings are, you know, I think they're just below Phoenix in the standings. Yeah. Yep. And is anybody going to believe in them? So I, I don't think there's a lot of teams that you really can believe in. Um, and I so I think it'll all. I think no matter what happens, it'll likely come through Golden State as long as everybody stays healthy. Even though yeah. they don't even have a winning record now. Um, they can't win on the road, and they well, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's so. I think the West is so herky jerky with, with like mm-hmm. how teams play. They play well for a five game stretch, yeah. and then they don't play well for. And, and you know, in the playoffs, you don't have that luxury. So it can come down to a lot of things. And I think like if we have this conversation in like February, that will that will be cleared up a little bit. But I think like right now, if you're asking me to pick, I'd say, I'd say, um, the Celtics. I definitely in the East because nobody because until Embiid plays well in the playoffs, yeah, like on, on and Harden, yeah, on Harden, Harden blows. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired, I'm, He's not I'm tired of guy. people talking about that. Guy. I know Brian believes in the Pelicans, which yeah. you know, Zion's almost unstoppable. So I'll yeah. give him credit for that. Yeah. Um, and and the so if you're asking me to pick, I'll say I'll say Boston v. Um, I'll say Boston v. Denver. Oh, Today. I like that. You think oh, that like Jamal that. Murray coming back too? That helps. Yeah, it helps. I, I I like it. I mean, obviously, you know, my pick with my hot take is the Pelicans. Uh, you know, come out of the West, but I wouldn't mind seeing the Joker. I, I don't think Joker gets enough credit. They I got think, close one yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, listen, guys, thanks a lot for having me on. I really appreciate it. Of course, of course, of course. And uh, happy happy holidays to everybody. Thank yes, you, Super Sakor. All right, take care, guys. Right. Take, take care. care take care. See you at dinner. <laughs> don't burn the tacos don't burn the tacos <laughs> oh man that's awesome man that was great man oh, Mike appreciate it's you letting him come on man he, I could tell he had a blast uh, oh man of course yeah um, hey, hey my guy my guy knows his basketball knowledge he knows, I love I told it, you, he knows he knows what that Isaiah about. Thomas I love yeah. it he was telling me on the I ride home love yeah. it um, shout out to Mr. Core of course but he was telling me on the ride home I was like because like as we love to talk about it, we can, you know, look up stats, all this stuff. But like, you know, we didn't you, you and me, Mike, we didn't live through that era. So it's like no. hard for us to really like I have trouble like just me personally. I have trouble like hearing people like comparing like two guys from like um the past who like we just didn't see play. Because we just you could look at highlights. You can look at, you know, exactly. TikTok, Instagram and see how. But like it's like True. until you like see them play, like as my dad said, like every every time there was a game on TV, um, he would watch it. So it's like when he's saying stuff like. If his if his hot takes it is better than magic then like you know I gotta I gotta take his word for it because I just personally I never saw him play I never saw that as much as I, w- I wanted to I just never saw that really happen but you know I think it's definitely interesting because I, when I watched that bad boys team that um that bad boys documentary I don't know if you saw oh, about 30, 30 for 30. 30 one of my favorite oh, 30 for 30 I right? love those I love that one 
It was it was it was great. Honestly, I I thought after that I was like I did not know how good Joe Dumars was. Like he was he was something bad. There so. was one name your dad didn't bring up that in that documentary Isaiah Thomas brings up, but people don't know that Detroit Pistons season before they became the Bad Boys, they were scoring a hundred points with him and Kelly Tripuka. Oh my God! Yeah, that's it's crazy. And like the, people don't know that. And they really gave Jordan. They ran Jordan for his money. Like they pushed yes. that Bulls. Obviously, as my dad said, they were fouling. Found them at a ridiculous amount, of course. But like they really were that, like that, rightfully I, so. Put him on his, put him on his butt, dude. That's why I just wish, I wish, I, 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 I wish I was like able to watch those like lowest scoring, like physical battles. Because like back then, teams genuinely hated each other. Like now, you see these like I feel like it's a lot of fake, fake tough guy stuff. And it's like back then, like those teams, Jordan hated Isaiah. Like they genuinely hated. They each still other. don't like each other till this day. I think. Exactly, and it's like. Now, like the last time I really felt like a hatred watching the game was honestly when Dur- Kevin Durant went back to OKC. That was the last time where I was like, okay, like these guys genuinely like, do not like each other, rightfully so, because Kevin Durant's a, a you know what. So, um, yeah, that's my take on that. It was it was great having him on. It was you know oh, great our knowledge, but uh, phenomenal. Hey man, we got to get in a little bit of a time machine and take it back. Yeah, but for I, sure. I love it, man. I love it. My dad's definitely gonna be really, really jealous. My dad's gonna be. Hey, like, hey, bring him on, man. Bring him on. I, my dad, I, hey, my dad's gonna listen to this. I love you, Dad. Hey, shout out to Mister Mister Mohan, man. He's not a basketball guy. He he loves his old Showtime Lakers, and he probably won't like. I was gonna say, about like that Thomas, you know, over over Magic, but he'll understand because yeah. my dad and I we we watch documentaries together, and he yeah. knew. My dad knows how Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson were close. They were the best of friends when they were younger, and yeah, stuff like that. So. My dad is definitely going to be jealous, <laughs> but we might have to get him on here. Maybe get both of our dads on here. Talk, you know, some old school, you know, some old yeah, school, Knicks, sure. old school Laker type stuff. But, uh, hey, man, that was awesome, man. And it was yeah. it was great. But, uh, hey, man, last last couple this last couple of days of the NBA been crazy. <sighs> it's been great, Evan man. Booker dropping 58 the other day. Yeah. And they barely win, though. That's my thing. Like barely, that Suns dude. team. I, I don't know what like he. Like a win's a win, but like, and that was against the Pelicans, I believe. And you know, you know, yeah. the Pelicans are my that choice. That was against your team, yeah. That was against your team. Yeah. Um. I. I. I think it's Devin Booker's really. He's been going crazy. I. I honestly. I. I think, within the next couple, maybe year or so, I think Devin Booker, might ask it out of Phoenix. I don't know how much he can. I don't. I just don't know how much I can see him putting up these numbers and they're barely winning. And Chris yeah. Paul has been terrible this year. He's been awful. Do you feel like he's ruining his legacy at this point, Chris, Chris Paul? Paul? Um. Yeah. You know, I think I, I will say his championship window closed 100. Um, oh, yeah. hurting his legacy. Look, this is—it's definitely not helping his legacy. Um, you know, I just think I, Chris Paul. I, I was actually talking this with uh, Big Core, but I, I, my my hot take is I don't think Chris Paul. I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't think Chris Paul is a top ten point guard of all time. Um, you don't think just, Chris Paul is a top ten point guard? Or I, I just don't. I don't think he is a top ten point guard. I, top I just ten. I don't think he's top ten. So if you had to name nine point guards of all time better than Chris Paul, then who's that? So I'm going. I'm. You're gonna have to help me this, but I'm going. Okay. Uh, you know, Magic, Curry, It, Stockton. Okay. okay. Um, I'm I'm putting not. This is in no order, but I'm putting Russ over him. That's might be my piety. Uh, who else do we have? Jason Kidd. Um, trying to think who else. I'm. Trying, I don't want to be forgetting anybody. Um, I put honestly, I'm putting AI over him. I don't know if that's a hot take. Uh, it's not a hot take, but I don't know because a lot of people put him in as a shooting guard. But true, that's fair. yeah. Um, how many is that? 
Seven, I believe. Seven, eight. Seven, seven, seven. Yeah, I so mean, got like I mean, two, three oh, Steve players. Nash. I'll definitely put Steve Nash over him. Yeah. Two MVPs, I think you have to. Yeah. I, I know you can. Oh, Oscar Robertson as well. And honestly, you can make him. I, I, I just from based on what are the stats and like just what based on. I never saw him play, but I could argue. You could argue Bob Cousy as well. Oh, um, yeah, and honestly, maybe even Jerry West too. Yeah. I yeah, just, that's true. I, I, that's I, true. I, I, I just don't. I, I he's. He, He's not really done anything. He's he, look. He's had a great career. Has a number of accolades, whatever. But true. I just I I just don't think he's a top ten point guard of all time. I I just I, there's ten guys I'd rather have over him. And um, you know, I just I I just don't, I can't see him being top ten. Maybe if he get if he maybe if he got that ring against Milwaukee, but he didn't get that ring. So you know, I don't know. Like, is there anyone on that list who you would take over Chris Paul over? Maybe Ross. I I don't know what what your thoughts are. It's not but, that. I, I've heard th- it's funny that you bring this up because the reason why I asked about it is because that's been a topic of conversation recent mm-hmm. about Chris Paul kind of hurting his legacy or even just like, like, dude, what are you doing now? Like, you're not even your team is like, yeah. no one knows what your team is. Like, everyone's saying your team's good, but really you're not. Like, yeah. they haven't been performing well. Um, like, it the the only thing I got to say about Chris Paul is just like, He's a top ten point guard for me all time, mm-hmm. but he probably is at the end of it because yeah. of the fact like recently and like the last couple of years is just like it's been the same story over and over again, yeah, dude. I like you can't yeah. get over any hump in the playoffs. Like, you you end up getting hurt, which yes, we could give him the benefit of the doubt. Hey man, like we're sorry about that. It, you know, the NBA gods are against you, but like uh-huh. Dude, like yeah. you can't like. But it 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 kind of reminds me of to like Carmelo Anthony a little bit. Like Melo had an outstanding career, you know, for especially ever since it was really when he went to OKC where things kind of went downhill, and then he went to Portland, revived his career a little bit. But like, you know, now he's like for maybe maybe not us, Michael, because like we kind of like we we've been following the game for a while. But for guys who are like getting into the game now, like Melo is not even good enough to be on a team. That's what it looks like because nobody's signing him. So I, I, I compare it to that. It's like, I don't think it's, I don't want to say it hurts his legacy because, like, he's getting older. The Suns, they're not the, they're struggling a little bit here and there. But, like, as we've seen, Booker has put up 58 for them to barely squeak out a win, you know? Squeak out a win, yeah. So, look, Chris Paul's a great, great, great player. Um, You know, I, I just, I think, I think he's been overrated his entire career. That's my take. I just don't think he's, I don't think he's a winner, really. And when things go wrong, I just get the vibes where he doesn't think he's the problem. Like, I don't know how he didn't even get to. I I just don't know how he, with that Lob City team, how he they did not, like, get to the finals. Like, at, at a minimum. Yeah. I just, I think if he's that great of a point guard, he would have got his team there. And, look, they had to play other teams who were, that was, like, when the Spurs were really good. Like, they had other, like, teams that, like, were, you know, very hard to beat. But I just, I don't, I don't know how he can be a top 10 point guard. I, all those, those guys I've named, I'm not taking Chris Paul over them. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, for me, it'd probably be number one, Grace Parker of all time, Magic Johnson. Number two. Mm-hmm. Oof. Number two is hard for me because I, I love Curry. Isaiah Thomas, but I probably got to put Curry there because he has more rings. Do you think Curry – I'm not not to cut you off, but do you think – in my book, Curry's the best point guard of all time. Do you think he's oh, – Oh, not over Magic. I'm sorry. Not over Magic. You don't think he's better than no. Magic? No, I, I don't know how he. I don't know how no. he cannot be better than that. I, I no. think he's hands down though. I think he's the best point guard of all time, hands down. Oh, that hurts me. That hurts me. That hurts hey. my heart because I'm just like I love Curry. I've always, I've always had respect for him. I hated him at some point hey. because you know it no, was just annoying to see him just run around screens, and <laughs> but yeah. like 
yes, did he did he did he change an era? Yes, he definitely did, and I'll give it to him. And maybe, maybe that's maybe like the little nod I'd probably give over Magic Johnson. But dude, Magic Johnson was like, but yeah, a this different, is... a different somebody. Like, dude was six yeah. nine, where guys were like, "Yo, you're not a point guard. You need to be down there." He's like, "Okay, well, I'm not gonna be down there." Yeah. Like, because if we if you don't have Magic Johnson, please tell me this, Brian. If you don't have Magic Johnson, mm-hmm. do we see guys like LeBron nowadays? Do we see guys that are like big mm. guards? That, that's a fair point. But I, what my point is, kind of, my point's actually kind of your point. Like he's six nine, right? But like Curry's like six three, I believe. Six three. Um, yeah. and like what he's doing at his size, I, I just think what he does, like during each game, the wow, he like has to work for every single shot. I'm not saying Magic didn't have to work for what he did, but every their defenses are sending everybody at him. He has to. He has to, the only way he can get shots off when he is when he gets a million screens because everyone's wherever he's if he's on the court the second he leaves his car and gets gets into the arena that's when you have to start guarding that guy I don't know who said that as soon as he wakes up and gets out of bed wait, that's when yeah, you need you have, to guard him and but at his size I, I that's what I think will makes curry curry it's at his size and to, that's what makes yeah. magic magic I think it kind of just how you perceive the, the two different things but I, I I just think what curry's doing at his size and just how skilled he is like he doesn't think yeah. um curry doesn't have to rely on athleticism you know, and yeah, not that true. Magic has to rely on, you know, his athleticism, but being 6'9 helps a lot, you know. So oh, it does. It does. It, it helps. But, like, I feel like for me, the way I look at it, Curry, Curry, I mean, for his height at all, like, you're right. You're right. His height, the way he has to make buckets, it's a little bit harder for him. But if you if you talk about, because this, this is probably where the argument would happen. Yeah. This is, this is what a lot of people, it's just like, if you think about it, and nowadays it's a point guard driven league. Oh, 100 percent, 100%. Like you're, yeah. you're like you're you. If you have the ball, if you're, it's not even a point okay. guard. Like no, if you are saying. the primary ball handler, like you're gonna do your thing. Like I, it's nothing against Curry. I think Curry is the greatest shooter of all time at this point because he beat Ray Allen. Oh, 100%, even though yeah. I used to say Ray Allen, but Curry, Curry, he's beating that. He's proven us. He's proven us again and again and again. But I still got to give it out to Magic Johnson because it's just the time frame that he came in, the, the, I'm not even saying miss, but the stereotypes that he broke, that he was a six nine guy, he could pass the ball, he could score, he could play almost every position. Like that ben was Simmons. your first, nah, yeah, that was wow, but, wow. <laughs> Did you just say Ben? Wow. No, I, th- I thought you were describing Ben Simmons. No, no, no I'm playing. I'm no, playing. I'm playing. No, no. Th- don't. I don't want. I don't want people to think. <laughs> no, I take that back. I'm not saying Ben Simmons. I'm just saying Ben Simmons kind of resembles like a really, 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 really That's worse true. version of Magic. Dang. The fact that you said that just made me rethink a lot because I hey, I take your opinion, man. I take it and I, yeah. and I keep note because I know you're a smart guy and I know you know your stuff. So I'm like, dang. I appreciate that. But <laughs> I, I'm still, with that comment, I'm still not taking Curry, you know. Wow. But I do got to say, Curry gets number two, like from building from what he came from, man. Like, I feel like being number two greatest point guard of all time, man. Especially from what he's coming from, yeah, like that's amazing. And, and I, both and guys I, stayed where they got. Like what I like is they never exactly. had to leave. Like when Curry came in the league, Curry struggled as like he had those ankle injuries. You know, yeah, there yeah. was rumors that he was going to get traded. Yeah, he was going to get traded for Andrew Bogut. That yes. Bogut trade. Um, so that's that's what I like about Curry. And same with Magic. I mean, obviously, as my dad said, um, having you know Kareem helps. And to be fair, Curry's had played with Kevin Durant. He's played with great teammates. You know. Yeah. 
and I, that's a part of the game. It's it's not just about a one man show, you know. Because yeah, like, you, look, you could argue. Well, that's the thing. You could argue if like Curry didn't have Durant, they don't win those finals. And the same thing if Magic didn't have Kareem, you you, just, you it's a what if world, you know. But um, you know, and that that that. Not Wait, to... hold on, hold on. Magic didn't have Curry, but that rookie. Oh well, yeah, no, no, that's not, but the future <laughs> Curry didn't have Kevin Durant, and he wanted to. That's true. That's you true. Know, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, that's true. But that that reminds me. So I look. I I don't think it's close. Obviously, my dad kind of brought up the point. But like people would say, like Larry Bird or Kevin Durant. What, who who do you? What are your thoughts? I mean, I think it's Larry by a long shot. I I just be Larry or Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yikes. You think You're it's talking- close? Oh, because Durant never had. I mean, Larry Bird never had to. Durant Durant had. I, I don't think Durant's legacy is complete until he gets a ring on his own team. Because at the end of the day, he had to go to Golden State to win, to win a championship. That's true. That's you know? true. Uh, yeah, you're right. I. It's just hard to say because just just at that point. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, Larry Bird. He stayed with the Celtics and yeah. he did his thing. But he they, got like Kevin. He like made Kevin McHale. I believe Kevin McHale's a Hall of Famer. I could be oh, wrong. Oh, but I wouldn't say. Oh, I wouldn't say. Oh, whoa, 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 Brian. Do not say he built Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale was a, was the guy himself because no, I, mean, I don't think McHale's a Hall of Famer if he doesn't play with Bird. You don't think so? I, mean, I think again, you need to still... go look back at those numbers. You need to go look at some Kevin he's McHale numbers. Bird. He's not Larry Bird, but I mean they had a good team too. They had a really good they team. They did. Hey, with also, Parrish, my McHale. knowledge on you know back in those days isn't as high as you know, <laughs> other people. But like I don't know. I just think you're gonna have our older audience very upset. Hey, okay, well, you know what? They can hop on the show and we can debate it if they have a problem. <laughs> yeah, like, but I, I don't know. Okay, I, sh- I don't know if I should say he made Kevin McHale a Hall of Famer. But, like, that's what that's what make these greats great, that they make these their teammates better. So, Larry Bird, oh, you could say, oh, LeBron did the same thing. He got Timmy Timothy Mozgov, like, a $64 million contract, you know? So, that's what makes the greats great. So, maybe, maybe I have to reword that a little bit. But, yeah. like, I don't know. But as you're saying, Michael. No, no, no. I mean... Ah, but like the pick between Katie and Larry Bird is just I'm thinking more I'm being a pure I'm being a purist right here. I'm just being a pure basketball player right here where it's just uh-huh. like talent wise, man, they were almost equal. Like talent wise. Like and the reason why I say equal, hold on. And I know a lot of people are gonna be like, what the world? Like Kevin Durant could break off Larry Bird, cross him up and stuff like that. It's just like you're talking about two guys that played the three position that were bigger than what they were because a lot of people, Larry Bird, a lot of people watch Larry Bird. They're like, Oh, he wasn't that big. And people are like, uh, Larry Bird was like six, nine, six, 10. Yeah. And he could dribble, do all this stuff, but his, his shot was buddy. Like, he wasn't yeah. missing. He wasn't missing like that. That one, I think it was a 60, 50 point game in, in uh, new Orleans that they talk yeah. about where he played the Hawks, where he, the dude was shooting off balance, fade away are, from are the talking, quarter. You know, Larry, three. Right. Yes, we're like, like a thirty-point triple double shooting all lefty, all lefty man. With yeah. the, I don't know if it was a triple double, but he had at least thirty one game, maybe twenty-eight. But he played lefty. Dude. Like, I don't know. I also hear stories where like Larry was like the worst, like the best trash talker, which is kind of interesting. Like, oh, he is. Know, that dude I, is. That was, dude went. That dude was nuts. My, Michael, as my dad said, we got to go back after the show ends, and we got to watch Larry Bird's fifty greatest plays. Oh. I I've, I already watched Larry Bird highlights. I love watching old school highlights. Uh, yeah. Like I I watch I watch like you know nowadays like some players now like recent, but like I'm like I, I already see what you've been doing. Like let me yeah. go back and watch like some T Mac Orlando yeah. Magic, some Vince Carter on the Raptors. Let me go back. Vince let me Carter, watch yeah. like 
like Isaiah Thomas before, like, oh my lord, like they yeah. talk about. Just think about this. To bring up the Isaiah Thomas thing again, people uh. talk about how oh, when Isaiah Thomas, like, when Isaiah, ah, let me, let me, let me remember how to say this. <laughs> you know how when Isaiah Thomas, they talk about, he even talks about this, how it says, you know how there's or there's always like those players where like they can play full court rather than just half court, like set up an offense. Like they're very, mm-hmm. you know, up and down. So yeah. Isaiah Thomas talks about how, yes, he was a good player half court because he could slow it down. Like, cause you know, back in the day, that's what you were taught. Like you were taught, slow yeah. it down as a point guard, slow it down half court, set up the offense, do go through every little sequence of the play and do your thing. But what people don't mm-hmm. know is Isaiah Thomas. If you want to take Isaiah Thomas in his prime, like where he's pretty much undeniable, like he's the best player in the mm-hmm. NBA. I take it before he started winning championships because he was godlike. Like, people, yeah. if you want to watch some tapes, watch Isaiah Thomas before he started winning. Like, when he scored 100 points with Kelly Tripuka, look back at those highlights. That dude yeah. was nuts. Nuts. He is yeah. probably – he's probably how we see Kyrie Irving today. Uh-huh. That's what I yeah. was saying because he was dribbling around everybody. You couldn't stop him. He had a counter move for every counter move. Like, no, Isaiah Thomas was Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, and I think well, obviously we saw the story where if you watch the um the last dance documentary where um you know Jordan because because of, of how you know the Pistons teams treated Jordan just physically during the games uh kept Isaiah off that U.S. team um you know I think I I, I was I was always interested to see how that dynamic would have worked if they were on the same team together you know like just if like if, would they put the beef aside I mean clearly the beef is still going on until today so I I agree though I I think it like. It's it's interesting to see guys like that at that size just do what they're doing against guys who are like seven feet tall, you know. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I feel like there's always been like that thing where like height wise, where it's just like there's always been a difference. I feel like yeah. there's always like even back in the day, you had guys that were like, like nowadays. I feel like it's just I feel like the only real difference is from from back then, and I know a lot of people probably be like, well, what's wrong with you? But mm-hmm. I feel like really the only two differences that I've seen big time between back then and now is just rules and evolution of skill. Like you had a lot yeah. of big guys back then that all they were doing was protecting the rim. That's yeah. all they were doing. And fouling people. Like fouling people. Yeah, exactly. Bill Lambert. Like I don't want to Bill Lambert. Like, perfect example. Rick Mahorn. All those big guys. All those guys. Just take take out whoever comes to the paint. Nowadays, you got guys that are seven foot. Like the that like could the do Joker. everything. Like the Joker, you have new guys MB. coming in the league like Chet Holmgren. You have Poku on the Thunder. There's yeah. seven foot guys that could just dribble and do whatever. Bobo they want too, that. over Bobo. seven feet. Oh, we gotta talk about Bobo. Bobo. But uh, hey man, uh, you're Knicks man. What's hey? You guys been winning? Hey, I gotta give credit where credits due. Again, I said it mm-hmm. earlier. Not 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 a fan of of Coach Tibbs at all. I was very critical of the uh. The rotation adjustment where they took Cam Reddish and D Rose out, I just I think just trade him. I mean, D Rose still has he he's old. He's got a bunch of miles on him. I get it. I feel like we might as well just trade him. Um, you know what I'm saying? But what I, what I, what I'll say is they're winning. You know, and as a Knicks as a Knicks fan, they haven't won much recently. Um, but what well, so I I will say I think Julius Randle. I was watching the Bulls game. Not they played the Bulls. 
a bunch uh, of times in last week, but the one in the overtime game on uh, the leave was like the 14th, uh, whatever. He put up like 35 and 10, which is great. I again, I caught the second half, but like he, he was just taking, he's like the type of guy where he puts up numbers, but I just don't, I really don't see it contributing to winning at all. Like there was a play uh, before when it's overtime, it was the end of the fourth quarter and he, we had the ball. It was, I believe it was either, I believe it was a tie game. It was like, we had the ball last possession. Um, and he just dribbles into like three guys guarding him and throws up a prayer and bricks it. And it's like, I just don't know. I feel like, you know, if you're, if you're playing at the NBA, you got to make a basketball play. You know, if three guys are coming to guard you. I feel like, you know, at least one guy's going to be open and he just doesn't make those types of plays, which I'm critical of it. Like he, again, he puts up numbers, but I'm just like, when is that really going to contribute to winning? And look, we're, we're winning we're on a bit of a win streak, which is surprising right now. We're up yeah. one and a half against the Pacers. Um, you guys are on a six-game winning streak. Six-game right win streak, and look, yes. I, I gotta credit where credits due. My, my whole thing is, I just, I just want to, I, I, I gotta give credit to you know Grimes has been playing well. He's been really, um, he's been really taking that step now. That he's putting the starting lineup, and I uh-huh. quickly has been, quickly has been up and down this year. His shot selection is not the greatest, but uh, you know, other than that, RJ's been been better. He's been shooting board, but a little bit more efficient. So I, not much to say there. But yeah, Mike, I mean, six game win streak, you know, I got to be happy with the team. I just want to see, you know, this continue because as my dad said, the way NBA is nowadays, teams might go on 10 game win streaks and follow that with like 11 game losing streak. So, you know, True. Mike, I can't complain. I'm, 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 they've been playing hard. I, I said it earlier, Tibbs, I don't know why he's playing the starters when we are up by 20 with five minutes left. It just doesn't really make Ooh. sense. I, mean, like, I feel like you got to get the bench get the bench involved. Like, we have a pretty – we don't have the greatest bench in the world, but I I, I, I feel confident if we're up by 20 with, like, four minutes left that they can keep it. So that that's all I got to say. Nothing too crazy, nothing too negative, too positive. A six-game win streak. I'll, I'll pass the mic to you, Mike. What's going on with your heat, man? Oh, my heat, we've been winning. We're back to up to 500. I love it. We're doing good. We've been having some battles. But, hey, we, we, we play like how we play – Back in the mm-hmm. day, man, we we went out with defensive gritty games, and I saw that low know. scoring game. I believe the Pacers. Uh huh. Uh huh. It was an ugly win, though. An ugly win. We should have won by a little bit more than that, or even should have won by a lot. But it was an ugly win. I mean, even Jimmy Butler said it. It wasn't the best of wins, but we dig it out. I feel like that's that's why when you play our team, we play the Miami Heat. You got to play all the way to the to the last whistle to the last yeah. whistle because like we are going to do anything in our cause. We're going to shoot five million shots if we have to because we're going to take them and try to make them. But usually, a lot of our guys don't shoot yeah. as consistent as we want to be. But we're doing good, man. We're we're above five hundred. That's all I want right now, especially how the beginning was so far. But. Victor Oladipo is doing his thing on the defensive side, getting steals. I think, like, literally those last, like, yeah. oh, three, yeah. four games, he's, like, been playing. He's averaged more than, like, two, three steals a game. So, mm-hmm. like, he's doing his thing. Bam. Bam's been resting a couple games because, you know, it's a long season. It's a lot of back-to-back games. So, yeah, you know, Bam was resting when we played the Spurs last night, I believe, with Mexico. I believe we played them in Mexico yesterday. Yeah. yeah, it was yesterday game in in Mexico and it was hey, we won. We got our uh fourth game in a row. Bam had you know, Bam actually played, so I was wrong about <laughs> that. The game before he yeah. didn't play. But he had twenty two thirteen, you know, nice little double double. Yeah. Uh I I like where our team's at right now. Probably I wish we could be better, mm-hmm. but you know, it is what it is. You know, they'll be ready playoff time though, I can promise you that. With Spo, they'll oh, be ready. Yeah, time. we'll be ready. We'll be ready. The way we're yeah. right now, 
way I feel like we're going to keep building is like, yeah. But one thing before before I get off my team. Yeah. Tyler Hero's that guy. <laughs> Tyler Hero that. is that guy. I don't want to hear it anymore. People were saying he was taking a step back. He was just trying to facilitate all that stuff. Yes, he was. And I was kind of upset about it. But he stepped up the other day and dropped, what, 40? He went off and he shot it's efficiency, which is the most impressive part. Efficient. He had 11. Oh, my. Yeah. Ted threes. Ted threes. My bad. He beat beat the franchise record, man. Oh, Tyler was that guy. And I want people. I need people to give him that that respect because people weren't because they were like, oh, he's taking a step back. His team doesn't look good. I'm like, are you nuts? (laughs) Like, are you nuts? Come on now. Yeah. Don't don't sleep on Boy Wonder. Boy Wonder Mm -hmm. stepped up and, and I'm enjoying it. But, you know. Yeah, and he was in that same draft class as RJ, man. Yes, yeah. And uh, <laughs> man. hey, man, it, it, it's been nice. It's been nice. We've had a good, solid couple games. We've won. Just got to keep going. Just got to keep yeah. going. I, no, I want. Yeah. I want us at least top. How close is it? I'd say I'm bold enough to say top four in the East by. You by, think by All Star break. So you think they'll be ahead of uh? So you, obviously, I think uh, ahead of I them. I say we fight with the Nets for the Nets. Spot. Yeah. Hey, so you hey, you're just looking over my Knicks, man. I'm looking over your Knicks ah, and Philly too. Knicks. Philly, but Philly. I mean, honestly, I, I don't disagree. I don't. Disagree. They're having a weird little thing, like like they barely yeah. beat the Warriors yesterday, and they didn't even have Curry. Yeah, you know, I, you know, Mike, I, I'll give it to you. I, looking at this. They're not gonna, you know, being realistic, they're probably not gonna come up to pass the Bucks or Celtics. I mean, they're really not oh, that yeah, far no. behind if you if you think about it. It's like six yeah. games, like you know, and it's early, it's still relatively early in the season. But like, you know, again, if 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 they get matched up to four though and have to play Philly in the playoff series, that would be a fun playoff series. Mm-hmm. That would be very, that. even Brooklyn too. I mean, I think I think they would, I think they have a better chance to beat Brooklyn than Philly. But um, eh, I don't know. It I depends. don't know. It, it, yeah, it really depends because I feel like with Joel Embiid, at least he'll probably give us work. Obviously, yeah. he's done it before. Mm-hmm. Like Sixers Heat, like when we had uh, Justice Winslow, we were playing the Heat Heat Sixers earlier in like uh, the uh, first rounds in uh, the NBA playoffs. He gives us the work, but like when I think of their team and I think of who they have at point guard in the playoffs, yeah. I'm like, I'm fine. He's going to yeah. turn over the ball and probably let us win games, so. I'm yeah. fine with that, but you know, hey, it is what it is, and I'm happy. My my little bull take is that half All Star break will probably be number four team in the East. Probably four. not. Probably hey, number five. You said to yourself that you still five. think you still think the Cavs win the East, though, right? Yeah, I do actually. I, I like it. Stick with I it. I do because hey, we gotta talk about this. The Celtics have lost two straight. Hey, they, yeah, they, are they are they back? I believe to Tatum Earth? was out though. Tatum was out for personal reasons, I believe. Um, but they lost to the Magic. The Magic went on like a five-game win streak. Dude, they're on a six-game win streak they beat, right now. They, they actually beat the Celtics twice, twice in a row. Bro, this Paulo's magic. been balling. I you said it before, Mike. I'll let you take it from here. But like, talk about Bobo. Talk about what you're saying. Bobo, hey man, I love it. Bobo's been there. See, it, it's just literally, it's just about playing them, giving them that give them little time. exposure, exactly. give them that time because like. The Nuggets didn't give him any time. They didn't. <laughs> and, like, it's funny because he would come in and he would do his work. Like, just for a couple minutes, he would come exactly. in. And, the Nuggets and they'd stop play playing. Him. Imagine Bobo and the Joker on the same team. Oh, that's oh, that would have that that been dangerous, fun, dude. That's so dangerous. And I, I like, oh, my Lord. Bobo, These seven-footers who can run the floor. 
and bring the ball up and go Bro, coast. Bobo could dribble. Bobo could dribble. He can dribble, and you he know the Joker dribble. can dribble. Oh yeah, yeah. like it's like, dude, the Denver had it. Like, put 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 Bobo on that Denver team this year, and look, my dad said his hot takes Denver, not a hot take, but he believes Denver wins the West. Which, uh, if you threw Bobo on that team, I I don't think it'd be much of a question. I think they definitely have the potential to do that. Bro, he's nuts, man. Last last five games, he had twenty one against Atlanta. I mean, he's not playing a, like he hasn't played enough, but they've won. Yeah, he only had twenty minutes last games. night. Or um, what? Yeah, when they when they played uh, their win against the Celtics, he only played twenty minutes, 20 but still minutes. put up eleven and eight. Which in yep. twenty minutes, think of it. You play him forty minutes. That's twenty two and sixteen. If you think about it, look, they played him twenty seven. He scored twenty one. Yeah, and he shot fifty three percent from the field, seventy five percent from the three point. Like this dude is like an anomaly. We don't like, see much of these can... people. Like this is like not normal, you know. Oh, yeah. It's not, and I think we'll see. With... He's like, look, he's not going to get the amount of press as Victor Wembanyama, but like it's similar in the sense, like seven footers who can shoot, who can run the floor, who can pass the ball, like. What on the floor? Like, look, maybe he has to be. A, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he doesn't really have to be fast. You see, with Luca, you just play at your own pace. Um, but he's yeah, my long guy, legs. He's fine. It's he's yeah. seven foot two, man. Like he he. The Magic are gonna be a fun team to see in the next, like you know, three to five yeah. years with that team. They're a fun team to watch now. I mean, Paulo right now yeah. has twenty. I think he has almost thirty. He had thirty one last night. Yeah, thirty one. Or whatever. Night that Celtics. Was. So yeah. today. So today against the Celtics, he had 31, 6, and 3. They played. T- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was today. Yeah, you're right. That was today. That was today. They played today. And, like, hey, man, this team is really fun to watch. Like, this team is Orlando Magic. Shout out to Tanner, man. Shout out to Tanner. Shout out to my family out, out in the hey, 407, man, 407, in Orlando. Man. Hey, Orlando's balling right now, but they got to they gotta keep going. They got to just keep doing. Don't worry about it. Keep winning. For sure. Just, just stay on your thing because I was about to write y'all off and say go, go, go tank for Victor. I guess. <laughs> I was telling you, Mike. I, I was telling you, like, like even in the first couple of games, like, I did not think the Orlando was the worst team in the East. Like, even when they were at the very yeah. bottom, like, I just didn't. There's just they're, they're they have such they have such their potential is really through the roof. And like, I, I don't oh, yeah. know. I don't see them really making the. I, I don't see them making the plan this year. Like. You know, yeah. the, if you're looking at the seven to ten seeds, you got Miami, the Pacers, the Hawks, and Raptors. Like, I, I don't see in any world them catching up. Um, but they're they're really only like two games behind. Uh, about yeah, three games behind the Raptors for that ten seed. But I just, I, I don't see that happening yet. Yeah. Um, but Mike, that reminds me. One to my like, what's going on in Chicago, man? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's. If it's it's hard to say because they haven't been performing well. Mm-hmm. A, Zach Levine's been good. subpar. Like he's been solid, but Zach Levine should be better. Um, and they have Demar too. Like I, I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's odd because I feel like it's maybe just the fact that Demar Derozan is now settling now at this point, where it's like it's kind of just become his team. And yeah, like he, yeah, he does true. everything because like Zach Levine. Like when he went to the Bulls, it was like, oh crud, this dude mm-hmm. is this guy's legit. Like this guy is doing his thing. He's scoring. He could drop 30, 40, whatever he mm-hmm. wants. He could take off. Like it was good. But then you had another guy that demands the ball, that demands that like he scores at mid-range. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. I I hope they could figure it out because like they're supposed to be one of the top teams. I mean, last year they were mm-hmm. a top team in the East, but now it's just like 
and it's not like they lost anybody like big. And I mean, Lonzo's hurt, but like Lonzo's been hurt his entire career. So it's like, I don't know what you expect Uh there. Um, I feel like Lonzo did add that little. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. I love watching Lonzo play. He he really like is a great facilitator. He just his IQ is really through the roof. But I mean, if he's if he's hurt, you know, you can't his IQ doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, it doesn't. But I mean, it, it sucks for the Bulls because I like the Bulls. I, I genuinely have always been interested in the Bulls. They've always been that team where it's just like they're 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 like another team where it's just like they're always gonna kind of just be in the mix. But yeah. now see them where they're kind of out of the mix. They're not doing so well. They're losing games or they're... I don't know what's going. On. Yeah, it's like do they blow it up? Not blow it up, but like Demar's getting older and they just signed them to yeah. that big contract. I I just don't know. Yeah. And I, as I said, I, 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 I was thinking if I was going to make a prediction, I think the Mavericks are going to try to make a move for Zach Levine. If they, I don't know, they'd have to send picks, you know, but I, I don't know how much longer. I, I, I just, the having um Levine and DeRozan's evidently not enough. Yeah. No, I don't think it's enough because, I mean, you even look at the players around them. You, you got Nikolai Vucevic. Yeah. They got you solid got, veterans. Yeah. You got understand. Kobe White. He's been, right, yeah. Kobe White. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. got uh, AO. AO, suit him out of Illinois. AO, yep. He's fire. Like, I mean, yeah. Patrick Williams didn't work out that well for them, but like, I didn't understand that. I, to this day, I don't understand. Um, they could have drafted him late in the first round, and they, dra- I just yeah. didn't understand that. I mean, they'll have to go into that, but yeah, I, yeah, but I don't know, Mike. It's a little weird. The Bulls, the East is. The East, man. I don't even know what to say. Like the teams were, the Nets are playing well. They've the been Sixers, balling. The Nets, hey man, that's what happens when you got a hey, Kyrie's. But that's the thing we said it on the show. The, the question is never that the Nets were bad. They just didn't have their guys were never available. Like they just didn't have. And we saw them. They beat the Pacers without their top eight rotational players. See, you know, this is a like, perfect example, and I don't mean to even get into this, but it's a perfect example. Of just, just hoop. Just hoop. Just hoop. Just hoop. Just hoop. Because, like, Kitty and Kyrie is just the skill level is through the roof. Through the, like, yeah. nobody, yeah, it's like they're, like, on a tier of B, like, like, skill level tier. They're, they're top tier. Like, there's, there's a split between them and other people in the league. And it's like, all yeah. they, like, listen, yes, have your view, have your talk, have your thing. But, like, dude, just hoop. Just hoop. Just you hoop, do your man. thing, bro. Cause you, you've been, ke- like, you've been killing it. Been killing yeah. it. And they're and, doing good. And- so, but it's good because stuff like this happens. They're number four in the East. No one thought of this. Everyone thought, oh, they're just going to collapse. They're going to be at the bottom uh-huh. of the East. They're just a drama team, stuff like that. And I didn't wish that for them. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I feel like they should be making They should be making the playoffs. They should be going far because you have two of the probably most unguardable guys in our yeah. era. Like, I don't know anybody who could literally put a hand in Kevin Durant's face because he's Nobody. Like seven foot. And then Kyrie, like no one could guard him. That's the thing. I think he, you gotta. I'll continue, Mike. You're good. No, no. I was just gonna say. I like the only little thing I was gonna say was that he's already argued. Like right when he joined, he was already argued. What the greatest ball handler of all time? Yeah. And so, down. like, come on now. If you got yeah. that and that, like, you're pretty much unstoppable. Yeah, and I think I think you got to give a huge, huge credit to the co- head coach. I think Jock Vaughn's his name. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I yep, Jacques Vaughn. You know who's going to give you a lot of credit for that, Brian? Yeah. A yeah. lot of the Orlando Magic fans, because Jacques Vaughn used to coach them. The Magic. Hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, you got to give him credit, man. He came into that situation. Steve Nash left because of the mess that was going on there. 
Um, and look, he got whatever he's doing is working. Got Kyrie on the court. KD, you know, KD's gonna ball out regardless. But True. and they're winning games, and it's 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 the fact that they won that game against the Pacers with with their literally their top eight, um, their top eight rotation guys outside of maybe Cam Thomas. Um, I'm like, you got to give credit. Like that's just that's actually like I, it's leaving me speechless, man. It's leaving me speechless. I hope I hope they keep it up because I, look I hate Kevin Durant I was I was a big Russell Westbrook fan hates a strong word I wasn't a big fan of Kevin Durant um but like look man it, it's it's fun to watch when these teams when the when the stars are out there actually hooping it's like the Nets are winning like what do we expect they should be winning like it, I don't know man exactly we just we just love when people are just hooping that's all that's we hooping. do yeah. as fans if you're a true basketball fan you just love watching when it's just hoops. When yeah. it's just a game, when it's just the ball, they don't we don't care about all that politics. Like I don't even want to say politics, but all that stuff off outside the court. Like, yeah, you deserve mm-hmm. your own life. You're your own person, but bro, we came here for hoping. We didn't exactly. Come here for That's what we're about, man. That's whatever what you about. like. But um, yeah, man, the the league is in is is you know right now. We're we're in that stage right now where we're starting to see teams perform, starting to see teams be more themselves and yeah. stuff like that. Like we're starting to see, you know, the Celtics on their losing skid. We're starting to yeah. see, all right, are they coming back from this freaking being out of this world team? We're starting to see the Knicks do well. We're starting to see the Heat do well. Yeah. We're starting to see, I'm you just, know. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens when, obviously, uh, we got the recent news. That uh, Anthony Davis is out for like in the next month, for so I'm month. I'm interested yeah. to see what happens with the Lakers because he's been their best player this season. Um, I would I would not be surprised if they not that they do better, but they they keep winning. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm not a Laker fan, obviously, but I love Russell Westbrook, so I'm I'm, I'm always gonna be rooting for Russ wherever he's at. Um, and he's been rightfully so he's been balling out. He's gonna be playing of, more though. He's gonna be playing more, Davis. Yeah, yeah. Because and... what's gonna happen now is like. They're gonna have to put somebody else down there, so they might play uh Thomas Bryant more. Yeah, Thomas Bryant. Play him more and stuff like that. But like with that second, they could team, also run LeBron at the four probably if they really oh, wanted yeah. to. They really could. Yeah, I mean you could put LeBron in any position. Yeah, and you'll be um, fine. Yeah, that's true. And it's a positionless game. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So I, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Obviously, they're right behind the Warriors <laughs> in the standings. Like I don't know. I, yeah. As my dad said, I think the Warriors will figure it out. I, but uh, to be fair, Curry's out for the next couple weeks or whatever it is. So yeah. I don't know. The West going. is in a very weird state, though. Right it's now, it's weird, man. Their top three teams are like all losing. Like the Pelicans have lost three straight. The Grizzlies lost their last game. Nuggets lost their last game. The Suds, we might be seeing a little resurrection, but I don't know because but if, Booker, if they have to rely on Booker putting up fifty-eight, then they're in trouble. If that's what it takes for them to barely they're in wins. trouble. They're in trouble, yes. I, I agree with you. They're in trouble if that's what you need to win games. But, like, yeah. I don't know. They were number one in the West for a bit, and now they're number four. They dropped down because people are like, oh, they stink, which I would agree because they weren't performing well. But no, for sure. straight, the Kings are still top five in the West. I love it. Trailblazers are number six. So the league is right now, and it's like, I guess you could say forming state, where it's just like, you know. Yeah. Once All Star break comes, we'll probably have better. Like I want to see where the knowledge. Kings are at. Yeah, come that time, I want to see how that's. I, I mean, feel like the Kings could take the number four spot, possibly the number three spot if they wanted think? to. I I still I I see them more of like finishing. If I were to guess, I think they'll finish between. I think they'll finish between six and ten. I think the Clippers are on the. I think the Clippers are on the come up. 
This yeah. look, I'm talking regular. I'm not talking about playoff time because the Clippers are, you know, the Clippers playoff time that that we can't rely on them. I think the Clippers are gonna um over. I think the Clippers will get to a top five seed, and I think the Warriors are gonna figure it out somehow that they'll end up being around the sixth seed. Um, and look, the Suns could fall out too. So I, the Clip, I'm I'm rooting for the Kings. I, I hope they keep it up, but I don't know. I don't know if I could see them being the top five seed come uh come All Star weekend. Sure, sure, I get it. I got it. But before we go, before we go, before we get out of here, man, which has been an absolute beautiful episode, great, uh, especially with your dad, man. That's awesome. <laughs> definitely <laughs> got to get him back on here. Definitely got to get uh, another special guest on here. But um, how do you how do you feel confident about the last thing? Just last thing. The Warriors, yeah. man. How do you feel confident about them for the next couple of weeks? OK, I'd be I, I'd be a little worried if I'm the Warriors without Curry because Curry's in hooping and they're still below 500. But yeah. I. Um, Jordan Poole is averaging like 27 a game when he starts, right? So I think he's going to come into that role. He's not going to be Steph Curry, but I think he's going to be able to handle the load in the sense it's not like they're going to lose 10 in a row. Uh-huh. Um, I think I hope, I, if I'm the Warriors, if I'm hovering 500, if I'm 500 when Curry comes back, I'd be I'd be a good spot with that. I think That's if they're because right fair. now they're at two games below 500. If they can yep. somehow, but I think Curry's out like a month, right? Um, Ah, uh, yeah, close to a month. month. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if they can get it to a place where they're, um, you know, at five hundred, hopefully better. But if they're at five hundred, I think they'll be oh. fine. Um, and, and once we'll see, once playoffs start, teams are really gonna be like, I'm not gonna say teams aren't trying, but like it's a whole other, it's a whole other atmosphere. Teams really buckle down on their game plans. So yeah. I, I'm not worried. I'm, I'm a little worried in the sense I want to see. I don't know how the Warriors are gonna be without Steph Curry, but I think Jordan Poole will carry that load offensively. Defensively, he's a liability. So. That's my takes on the Warriors. Again, I'm not hitting the panic button yet, but you're. This is a pretty bad time for Steph Curry to go down. Yeah, true, 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 true. Very true. For me, my initial reaction was I almost wrote him off. Oh, <laughs> I was really? Like, yeah, kiss your season goodbye. But uh, injury is not that bad. Like, I, I was pretty hard. I'm harsh on the Warriors because I've always living in California when like Curry started to get big and all that stuff. I used to have a bunch of Warrior fans in my face, but um, <laughs> but um. I love my people in Cali though, but uh, hmm. uh, I would say yes, I would be happy, especially in their case if they do keep above five hundred. But this is really gonna show their team. Like, yeah. This is really gonna show like what it is, how that team is working together. Because I think the only thing that was working for the Warriors the whole season so far has been Curry, Curry and he's yeah. been playing lights out. I give mm-hmm. it to him; he's been playing like an MVP, for but. Sure. But without him now, he's got that shoulder injury. I don't know how he's going to be coming back because I think that was his right shoulder, which yeah, which is a shooting arm. That might cause that might cause yeah. things. It may not because you know he's the greatest shooter of all time, so he might get out of that funk. He might yeah. be perfectly fine. But they got they they're right now playing against the Raptors. They're up, but yeah, you know they. You just this these lot these next couple weeks, man. They got they got to prove it. They got to prove yeah, they sure. got to prove it that they're that warrior team still. Because if they don't, they're if they if they trouble. don't get to five hundred, I'm telling you right now, Brian. If they don't get to five hundred during this time frame without Curry, I'm not confident enough of them. If they if not that they won't make the playoffs, maybe not. I don't know because it's so weird. Because yeah. the West is very very close. But I'm not confident enough they could go far in the playoffs if oh, they cannot no. win without Curry. Because if they get matched up, I think with Memphis again, those those fresh legs, Memphis. I like what's going on over there. I think that would be if because if they're if they're if they're the ten seed, and they have that plan, 
and they get matched up with the even the Pelicans. Like, yikes, man! I don't know. I, I if I'm them, I'm trying to avoid those teams right now. Curry, would, match, yeah, yeah. Curry like, would have to play like Mass Kyrie, basketball. Like yeah. he's gonna, yeah. If if that happens, man, especially if they don't get to 500 without him, you know, like I, it's not like I think without Curry on the Warriors, I don't think they play 500 ball. But like mm-hmm. at this point, you have to prove it. You have to prove y'all's worth because there's nothing different from your guys' team from last year from winning the finals. There's nothing different. Yeah. So you guys should sure. be good. You guys shouldn't be bad. Yeah. Like, yes, I mean, Curry was carry all's load, but like, y'all shouldn't be this bad. No, yeah, for sure. I think it's obviously, you know, they did lose a couple role players, you know, Gary Payton, Otto Porter. But yeah, I mean, they shouldn't be, regardless, they should not. I, 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 they shouldn't be this bad. And, I, I'm going to continue saying I, I think I think they got to start pool over Clay. Um, I think Jordan Poole is. You don't think they start about point guard and then put Clay at the two? I'm saying when Curry comes back. Um, oh yeah, but uh, no, yeah. In terms of, I think it's hands down Jordan Poole is going to start when, when Curry's out. But when right. Curry comes back, I think they got to. I think they got to start Poole. I really do, it, 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 especially if Poole balls out when Curry is um, out with this injury, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that Jordan Poole should start over Clay. Because then Clay can just provide shooting and defense off the bench. So I, I don't think that would be a terrible idea. That's true. That's true. Well, man, hey, great episode, man. Great this episode, awesome, man. man. This is awesome, man. We definitely um, – a good good little behind-the-scenes thing. We're doing this on Zoom again because mm-hmm. we're back home for Winter the holidays break. for, you know, I'm actually at my place here in Morgantown. Still Morgantown. Still, I'm still in Morgantown. I go back home on Tuesday. Um, my man. So thank you. Thank you. But course, Brian's back home in Jersey, chilling. Back, back in the 201. Know, back in the 201. I'm still here in the I think it's 304. Yeah. <laughs> so, but hey, man, this episode was great. I love it. We still got a lot of great more content coming. For sure, for sure. This is awesome, man. This added your dad to it. Your dad, <laughs> and, uh, give him my props, man. Hey, give for sure, man. He had a blast, man. I, I already know he's 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 you know yes. he's gonna be listening to this the second it comes out. Yes, um, of course. Tell him he made this show a little bit better. Today. Like, he yeah, I, I, hopefully today. we get more listens, man. I know. Oh, of course. He, people around my town know that he he really knows what he's talking about. And I before I forget, I want to say you know make sure everybody checks out our Instagram at hooping.mb. Be subscribe to our YouTube channel, Hoopin with Mike and Brian, and um, follow our Twitter, Hoopin underscore MB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we got uh, more, more content coming soon, as Mike said. More content coming. We're just gonna keep it going, keep it knocking, and doing our thing because, man, we we got very high praises for this podcast, and for sure, we're gonna keep doing our thing. So, Brian, any last words? Hey, hope everyone has a great. Uh, have a great Merry Christmas. Spend time with your families. Um, yes. you know, don't take that time for granted. As I get older, I see that. Uh, you know, it, I took this these times for granted when I was younger. You know, just because we're continually in and out of the house with college and, and whatnot. So you know, everyone just spend time with your families. Tell them how much you love them. Give them a nice hug. You know, maybe even take them out to dinner. Um, but yeah, yeah right. you know what I'm saying. So other than that, hope everyone has great holidays, Happy New Year, and we'll have. I'm sure we'll have another episode down the next in the next couple of days. So stay tuned. Yep, stay tuned, stay tuned. And uh for me, hey, happy holidays. Uh I want to give one little special shout out, Brian. Uh um, yeah, go for it. It's to my girl. She uh went out to boot camp serving in the uh-huh. military. So I'd give a nice little special shout out. I know yeah, she respect, probably won't respect hear everything this. she's doing over there. 
Yeah, so respect. We love our military forces at this For sure. in this podcast. We support. Uh, my dad was an Air Force vet, so uh, I just want to give a special shout out um, to Mackenzie. You're doing your thing. I'm proud of you, um, and can't wait to see you soon. Uh, and uh, oh, she's the best air lady I know. So <laughs> she's gonna be the she's gonna be the best man. So, we'll get her on uh, episode when she comes home. Yeah, hopefully she don't know anything, but she'll <laughs> she'll do something. But uh, yeah, other than that, happy holidays, everybody. Spend time with your loved ones. Uh, give your loved ones the most attention, the best attention, and just enjoy it, man. This is the best. Sure. This is my favorite holidays. This is my favorite season. Even though, yes, it's cold as ah, the word I cannot say, but it's <laughs> it cold. Is cold. It is very, very cold. Especially I know you're in Jersey, so it's ah, yeah, really, it's really cold, cold. Man. But um. Hey, man, just enjoy your holidays. Uh, Everybody enjoy your holidays. uh, And just tune in, man. We're we're still going up. There's no down. There's no settling. There's nothing to be going up. Going on, man. Yeah. But uh, thanks again for everybody listening. Uh, Tune in for next episode and uh, stay updated on all our socials, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Stay updated. Stay tuned. And just remember just to keep on hooping.